Hey y'all, you're listening to the Funky Farm Girl podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Bellicky, also known as the Funky Farm Girl, and this is episode 78, Each One, Teach One. This week I'm coming to you live from my van. As I wait for my girls in dance class, I really wanted to get this episode recorded earlier in the day than I normally do, so my sound quality may be a little bit different. We're not going to have my little intro and outro today because this is just a really basic, real quick um, recording, but I do want to get back into doing weekly episodes, and so this is my compromise for today. So... Uh, I hope you will enjoy today's episode, Each One, Teach One. But before we get into that, I want to talk about what's happening on the homestead. We are finally beginning to clear garden beds and spread wood chips. Um, If you go back and listen to the last episode about getting ready for spring, um, episode 77, that is all the things that we're doing now. And so it's been really exciting to be outside and in the beautiful weather and soaking up the sunshine and I'm just so so glad to be back in my garden again so stay tuned for all the latest garden news and things like that you can always follow me on Instagram at the funky farm girl I'm posting there daily in my stories Um, and then I have a couple posts in my feed Um, a few times a week and I'm even starting to do a few reels so go check me out at the funky farm girl on Instagram if you want to keep up with me more during the week so um this week I want to talk about each one teach one our church lately has been focused on discipleship um specifically working through the book of Titus And how Titus has been charged with helping the church to um, begin to make disciples that make disciples. And in Titus 2 that we read this week, we read about the older women teaching the younger women. And the older men teaching the younger men. And there were specific things that they needed to teach them. And it it got me thinking about my word of the year. If you remember back in episode 74, um, Leaving a Legacy, I talked about that my word of the year this year is legacy and how I just really want to focus on what am I leaving behind? What um, am I sowing into this next generation to my children, to their children? Um, What is the legacy that I'm coming from and able to benefit from and so those questions along with all this talk about discipleship um, in my church life really um, has me thinking a lot and I started thinking about the fact that the values and the skills of homesteading and even the value and skills of homemaking um traditionally were just passed down from one generation to the next for years and years and years and that was just the norm it was the way things were Um, moms taught their children in the home how to help them do all the things that they were doing and take care of the things that they were doing and then those children grew up and knew what to do and taught the next generation and um, for many of us though that ended with our mothers Most of us grew up in homes where our mother's generation was the one that 
started going to work. Um, our mother's generation was the one who had access to industrialized food systems. And those two things really, really impacted the passing down of traditions and skills and um, ways of doing things in terms of homemaking and homesteading. And we just had unprecedented numbers of a generation of women who grew up not having those skills, not having that teaching, and not having that foundation and way of life where this is the norm. So for many of us, our norm was to grow up buying food from the grocery store. Our norm was to have never had a garden in our in our backyard. Our norm was that our mom went to work. And so it is very um, unusual for us to then turn around and look at homesteading and homemaking and it's not normal to us. It's something that is foreign. It's something that we haven't been taught. It hasn't been sewn into our lives. And so we don't have now, um, we have these, this younger generation coming up behind us who, um, I'm in my mid forties and I see women in their twenties and maybe even early 30s, who are embracing this, getting back to traditional ways and getting back to homesteading and homemaking. And they want to do these things and they don't have the older generation to teach them. Um, and so now more than ever, it's important to learn those skills so that they're not going to be completely lost because we're we're already one generation out from not teaching those um, each one teaching one and already there's this huge gap in the information that's available and the skills that have been um, lost and not passed down and so it's it's more important that we learn these skills so they aren't completely lost and it's even more important that as we're learning these skills that we're teaching them to the next generation and to each other so that that knowledge base can be reestablished and carried on from there. So how do we do this? Um, I believe that there are four things that we can do. And the first thing that we can do is be willing to learn. Um, we need to admit that we didn't get this and we need it and that we we want it and we're willing to put in the work to learn it. Um, and I think the way that we can do that is by asking ourselves a question. Who is ahead of me that I can learn from? And, you know, going back to that verse in Titus 2 where the older women are teaching the younger women, I think in this situation, um, older women is not going to be... Um, necessarily an age as it is more of an experience level. Um, who are the women in your life that have been homemaking for years? Who are the women in your life that know how to garden, that know how to can, that know how to bake bread, that know how to sew, that know how to do all these things that... Um, we're rediscovering and seeing the value of and wanting to grow in our skills 
Who do you know that has that greater experience in those things that can teach you? Um, for some of us, that's going to be a family member or that's going to be an older woman in our church or something like that. Some of us don't have that, though. Some of us, we're literally pioneers in this and there's there's no one there to teach us about this. And so for those people and even for those of you who have the older women to teach you or the more experienced women to teach you, one of the places that we may get that is from YouTube. Um, or from Instagram, where some of these social media influencers who've been doing this for um, experience might be 10, 12 years, um, but, you know, compared to our one or two years, um, or just starting out. But those women who have experience, who have learned how to do that in this modern time, and can say, Okay, here's what I've learned from, from the things I've done so far. Here's what I'm good at. Here's where I struggled. Here's where it tripped me up and you might need some help. Um, so I think that is the primary thing. First and foremost is that we are willing to learn. Number two, we need to be willing to teach. It's not just that we need to soak up all the information and be consumers of all of the knowledge out there. No, we need to contribute each in our own way. So we need to think about who's behind me that I can teach. And again, <coughs> excuse me, um, this is not going to be um, an age thing again. It's not who are the young ladies in my church that I can teach. No, it, it's going to be who um, who is looking to learn things that I know how to do. Um, who doesn't have the experience of baking bread? Um, and who does? And I will tell you that um, in my house and in my situation, um, there's a young lady in my church who knows a lot more about sourdough than I do. And so I'm willing to learn from her, but then I'm willing to teach her other things that she doesn't know. And so it's not going to be something where we're looking at... Um, age as much as it is experience again um, so when you're looking at younger women per se younger inexperienced women um, in order to teach think about your friends think about your family think about your children um, what are you teaching your children and passing down to them about the things that um, we've rediscovered the value of. Are we teaching them how important these traditional um, skills and roles are? Um, and then think about if you have any kind of influence in social media. And you may think, well, I only have a few friends and stuff that follow me or some family members. Um, share your knowledge there. You never know how that can be used to encourage somebody and to teach them something and give them um, a skill that they need. Y'all, I'm going to pause and I'm going to crank up my car because I don't want to kill my car, my phone battery while I'm recording this. And I can see it going down. Okay. So, we know that we need to be willing to teach and we know that we need to be willing to learn. Um... Number three, we need to determine our priorities. 
there are a whole lot of skills out there y'all um there are fermenting skills and um there are pressure canning skills and water bath canning skills and freeze drying and dehydrating and fermenting and baking bread and baking sourdough and baking pastries and cooking from scratch and making cheese and making butter and family milk cows family goats that you milk um pigs chickens um ducks how to butcher those things i mean there's so so many things to learn um that it's it's pretty impossible for one person to know everything um even farmers and traditional um homesteaders would not have done absolutely everything they had community and they worked together and they helped each other so that everyone's needs were met so you don't need to know how to do it all so don't get overwhelmed by all that what you need to do is to determine your priorities what skills are the most important to you what is the one or two things that you really want to focus on right now and learn how to do and after you've learned to do those then maybe that means that this other thing is now important and you want to add that in um but truly don't get overwhelmed with it make a priority of what you want to learn how to do um, for me, cheese making is not that big of a deal right now because um, I don't have a dairy source as far as a dairy animal um, on my land. Um, so that's something that I can set aside and I don't necessarily need to know how to do. I'm also not really urgently considering something like soap making or making my own cleaning products or beauty care items because um, because I have the wellness box and I know that those things are available to me in a clean, non-toxic, biodegradable, environmentally friendly, um, family safe way that comes straight to my door, then that's one thing I don't have to worry about trying to learn how to do myself. So make those determinations for yourself make those priorities determine what they are and then you'll know what you need to learn um, and it's also going to determine the kinds of things that you already know because those things that you learn are based on your priorities so when what's important to you um, is something that is important to someone else then you have skills and information and experience that you can pass on to them from the things that you've already made a priority. Last but not least, so we have being willing to learn, being willing to teach, determining your priorities, and number four, rediscovering history. There is so much about the way things were and the way things were done and traditional skills in homesteading and homemaking that that I just don't know about. I don't know why they they did it. I don't know how they did it or what they did. And so it's fascinating for me to dig into that history and to find out about those things. Um, for example, the Hopewell Homestead today um, shared a post from an account out of Indiana that was talking about the farmettes. And the farmettes were women who went and 
worked on farms as farmhands during World War II to ensure the food supply of the nation, that the commercial farmers were still able to produce food to feed the, the nation because um, traditionally those were jobs that were done by men and they were off to war. And so these women came in and they did these jobs. And because of things like um, mechanical, you know, innovations like tractors and things like that, they were able to use women and older men and um, even some younger children to help um, harvest the crop and feed the nation in a way that they would not have been able to do otherwise. And so that was an interesting little piece of history that I learned. Um, you can learn history by talking to grandparents if you still have your grandparents with you. Ask them questions. Ask them how they did things. Ask them to teach you about something or even just ask them questions about daily life to get an idea of, of what kinds of things were happening and what you can learn from. Uh, if you don't have your grandparents, do you have great aunts and uncles? Do you have um, older uncles and aunts that maybe um, will remember things that um, your parents don't? Um, also, older people in your church can be a valuable, valuable source of information when you're trying to learn the history of the way things were. Um, I also really like to read historic accounts like the one that I just told you about. Um, I like to find vintage cookbooks and recipes and um, go through those. I have old church cookbooks from my grandmother's church um, that has been established for 200 years now. And I've learned a lot about the history of the church and also a lot about how they cooked um, through the different editions of that cookbook. Um, I've also gotten several older cookbooks that um, have taught me a lot about um, how to use foods in ways that many cookbooks now are not going to bother with. They want to teach you a fancy thing to do. Um, I learned this week how to make boiled okra and tomatoes. Um, my mother-in-law grew up eating it. I had never had it before and just doing a Google search there really wasn't much information about a basic way to do it because everybody wanted to make it fancy. So then I looked in my old 1946 edition of the American cookbook and um, found a recipe for basic boiled okra and tomatoes, and she loved it. Um, so getting into vintage books and recipes and historical accounts and things like that can really teach us a lot as well. Um, also, I highly recommend the podcast Ancestral Kitchen. Uh, they're great at getting back to the roots of cooking and um, traditional skills in the kitchen and historical ways of doing things. So, I definitely recommend that you check out um, Ancestral Ch Kitchen. You can check them out in the show notes. So, 
Um, Deuteronomy 6, 7 says, You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. So, this can sort of... Um, it's more of an exhortation than it is a command. But the Lord was telling them, the people of Israel, you know, I've given you all these commandments and, and the law, and I want you to take it and teach it diligently to your children. And the way you're going to do that is to talk about it in your house. Talk about it when you sit. Talk about it when you walk by the way. Talk about it when you're lying down and when you're rising. And so it, it was a daily part of their conversation to talk about what the Lord had done, what the Lord commands and requires of them, and how the Lord had been faithful to them. And by teaching their children those things, um, they would not forget um, the faithfulness of God. And so it was a discipleship. It was teaching truths and the faithfulness of God to their children so that they would um, remember who God was and they would follow him. But it's more than that because it's teaching our children to teach their children. Uh, there's a book by R.C. Sproul Jr. called When You Rise Up. And in this book, he, he basically says that we don't want to just teach our children. We want them to embrace and believe and adopt the spiritual values and truths that we have. And we want them to do that to such an extent that they, in turn, are going to um, make it a priority to do the same for their children. So it's not enough to teach our children. We need to teach our children to teach their children um, so that it, it will continue. That way we we're not going to have this breakdown like we've had over this past generation where the importance and the family values surrounding... Um, homemaking and homesteading have have fallen by the wayside and skipped almost two generations now so this this discipleship mindset this each one teach one mentality is what can turn the tide for our current culture both spiritually and from a home-centered family values kind of perspective um, it can bring about a return to Jesus it can bring about a return to family and home as the center. Um, it can bring about a return to um, value in homemaking skills. Not just that we know how to do those things, but we see the value in them. We see the value in the people who do them. Um, right now, being a homemaker is looked down on, and it's not considered anything worthwhile to pursue. And I believe that that's because we don't understand the value and the impact of it because we didn't see our our parents embracing the value and the impact of it um we can return to a joy in children um where we don't see children as a burden and we don't see children as bothersome and a responsibility but we see them as um a joy to have around um, we can return to a connect, reconnect to nature and creation by exercising dominion um, through growing food and raising animals. So, 
my call to action for you is what skills do you have already? Who can you teach? And what skills do you need? And who can teach those to you? Think about those things. Evaluate where you are and what you can do. What do you have to contribute? And what do you need that you can learn from other people? Um, one thing I would love to throw out as a recommendation um, here at the end of the podcast today is the Abundance Plus platform. Abundance Plus is a streaming platform um, brought to you by the Justin Rhodes, and it is a compilation of shows and vlogs and documentaries centered on homesteading life and homesteading skills. This is an abundant source of teaching. If you need things to be taught to you, this is an amazing resource. Um, you can check out Abundant Plus by clicking the link in the show notes um, and signing up. It's $15 a month for all the streaming that you can do. Uh, there are no ads on there. Um, and if you use the code FUNKY10, you'll get 10% off your monthly fee. So thanks for joining me. I'll see you next week.